Welcome back to the Edgy Conversations podcast. I'm Dan Walchman. You're listening to the podcast for driven people with clear goals who want to be their best selves. This month, we've been talking about the idea of surprise and delight. And I thought I'd give you a different take on surprise and delight. Maybe a little bit behind the scenes into my life. I know sometimes I'll tell you anecdotes about or stories from the past. I wanted to share something that happened just yesterday with you. I was dying to get on the mic and record an episode where I shared a little bit of, about the power of surprise and delight. And perhaps by the end of the story, you'll realize that surprise and delight isn't just about giving discounts or having a cool looking Instagram pics, but it's how you do, it's how you live your life in small but significant ways. Yesterday I had a meeting with a, a client and it, it was something that was on the books and we were going to kind of get together for about uh, 90 minutes and, and compare notes on a particular subject. The long story is that that 90 minute meeting turned into over five hours. For those of you who know me, I'm not a five hour meeting sort of guy. As my wife will tell you, or sometimes in my company, it might even be hard for me to do a five minute meeting, right? Um, I'm already distracted and bored if the meeting goes too long and I'm on to something else. Five hours. But something happened about two hours into this meeting that I wanted to share with you. The company that we're talking to is a, is a great company doing good work. They have good, they have good ethics. They actually care about their employees, which is, is not something you can say about all companies. They, they try to nurture and grow and, and develop leadership in their, in their companies and their employees. They actually care. That's, that's, that's something to be said. But the problem is, in 10 years of setting goals, not one salesperson has consistently met their sales goals. For them, their goals are, 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 are a series of deals, contracts, and a, um, a good sales rep will do about two deals per month, averaging out to about 24 deals per year. In the history of the company in 10 years, no one's actually done that consistently. There's been some people who've come in and done it for a couple months and then fallen off or you know, moved to a different company, but, but, but no one's really grabbed that and run with it. Fast forward, we're brought in, my team and I, to help them deliver a little bit of you know, pizzazz, shake things up, make sure that they get different results. After about four months of working with the team, became aware that something was just missing. They had a okay sales process. I mean, you know, by many standards, it would be considered a good sales process. But something was missing. We then leveled up and went to the managers. And then the managers of the managers and at the direction of the CEO brought in the, the senior most leadership team to talk to them about this idea of how to, how to, how to be accountable, how to hold people's feet to the fire when they promise to deliver something. How do you actually make that happen? What's the formula behind it? In this particular meeting, we had one senior salesperson, and it just got it, it was lucky for us because this senior salesperson was actually somebody who was willing to have a conversation that was going to be surprising two or so hours into this conversation with the senior level managers. I turned to the senior sales rep and said to him, 
hey, let's have a quick let's have a quick conversation. Why aren't you hitting your goals from your perspective? Now this is tough. Imagine being in this person's in this position, this person's seat, right? You've got this guy on the outside who's coming in, who's now busting your chops. Why are we hitting goals? No one there is good at hitting their goals. So now you've got this guy who's digging into it in front of everybody. Why are we hitting our goals? That's kind of a problem, right? That, that could be actually a huge issue. Why aren't we hitting our goals? Well, I'm sitting in a chair and I've got the chair, you know, turned around backwards. So the, 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 the um, whatever the, the backrest is, is in front of me, right? And I'm kind of holding on to it, doing that move. Legs on either side of the chair, just staring eyeball to eyeball in the U-shaped meeting room, right? Where we're talking about why we're not hitting goals. So why aren't you hitting our goals? And so Zerp looked at me and he, was, he gave a thoughtful answer. He said, well, I think it's the quality of the leads. And, and then about seven words in, I raised my right hand to him and, and just said, stop, stop. Let me ask you again. Why aren't you hitting your goals? Again, I was a little bit intense. Number one, his answer started, actually made me angry. But more importantly, I wanted to know the answer. Why aren't you hitting your goals? And he said, well, uh, uh, and, and he began to give an answer. I said, okay, let me ask you one more time. Here's the thing. If you wanted to hit your goals, you would hit your goals, right? I mean, if, if it were do or die, if someone had a gun to your head, you would hit your goals. So why aren't you hitting your goals? What's missing? Why isn't it working out? And the answer he gave next was, one, it was awesome because it was real and it was raw and it was honest. And by the way, you know, so it took, took two to tango. He could have said, you know, go screw yourself. But instead he said, you know, maybe I'm not putting in enough effort and it's not even that. It's that when I put in the effort, I'm not even sure what I should be doing. And I looked around the room at everybody there and these senior executives who had prided themselves on this amazing sales process, amazing company, amazing culture, had one of their best salespeople basically say, I haven't had enough training. I'm not confident in what we're delivering to the marketplace. I don't know what to do out of this conversation turned another two and a half hour conversation, which turned into five hours of my life yesterday, which was actually time well spent. Because it's a lesson for me, it's a lesson for all of us. One way to deliver surprise and delight is to speak with candor and clarity. I've been thinking a lot about this idea, both in my own life and in the lives of the companies that I advise and, and, in, our, and in our community. Why is it that we don't have the things that we, we say we want? We say we want success, but we don't go for it. Instead, we're, you know, we're, I don't know, we're fooling around doing this other stuff. We say we want to have business success, but, you know, then it's like, oh, well, I, I got to go do the, you know, I got to go, you know, connect with my boys at, you know, this bar. I don't, I don't know. There's a million excuses in a day. And, and by the way, I get it too. Uh, sometimes at the end of the day, I'm like, 
I don't feel like doing one more thing. I just, I don't have the time. I don't have the energy for it. And I do have the time and I do have the energy for it. But it's just an excuse. Maybe I'm beaten down emotionally or spiritually and I just need a break. And we say we want all these things. Maybe, we, oh, uh, I'm going to be successful. I'm going to do this. Like, this is what I want. But then when it comes to actually delivering on it, we don't deliver. Which, which brings me to this point about surprise and delight. Why don't we have the things we say we so desperately want. And if you're expecting me on this podcast to have a clear, straightforward answer, I don't know that I have one right now. I think from my experience, there are some clues. So maybe I can share some clues with you. And from this, together, we can have a conversation about what it is exactly that's stopping you from getting what you want. Clue number one. Have you ever noticed in your life when your back was against the wall, when you really, really like had to perform, not wanted to perform, when you had to perform, you did. Like when they were going to shut off the lights, turn off your water, like when, when stuff was bad, 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 you found a way to like make it work. You figured it out. I've observed as I studied ordinary people who achieve outrageous success, one of the traits that they have is that they had an uncomfortable early life. It seems like the motivation for doing what it takes, that desperation, is what fuels greatness, whether it's Quincy Jones you know, Grant Cardone talks about growing up and knowing he really wanted to be rich. Whether it's in our own group, someone like Chanel or someone like um, uh, Sean, who are, who are both, you know, homeless, left their families to start. I mean, just like the stories even in our own community are pretty shockingly amazing about people who grew up knowing that their early life was not a life they wanted to repeat. Right. If they could take their life into their own hands, they weren't going to go down that path. They're going to do whatever it takes to go a different direction. And that that desperation forced them to act differently than the rest of us and see the rest of us. Clue number two, live lives that are just comfortable enough to not have to be uncomfortable. See, we've got a job that pays us almost enough. Right. With credit cards and maybe a little bit of a side hustle. You can you can you can have enough to get by and do OK. Right, laugh with the kids, joke with the kids. By the way, nothing wrong with joking with the kids. I don't know why I threw that in as illustration. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna have a good time, go on your two and a half vacations a year, uh, enjoy family time, enjoy weekend beer time, get involved in sports if you want to. You you know what I mean? Not have to grind more than you need to or want to. It's 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 kind of it's good enough. And so because of clue number one and clue number two. We're never often, most of us are not forced to be in a position where we have to be successful. And so we rarely have surprisingly delightful conversations where someone says, why aren't you achieving your goal? Why aren't you where you want to be? Ask yourself this question, especially if you're in a position right now where you're not where you want to be. Why? Why am I not where I want to be? Why? This is what I've been asking myself recently. Daniel Waldschmidt, what is it 
that's stopping you from being successful. And I have to, in my mind, have this cauldron, right, with flames and like a big pot of my wishes being stewed. And often I don't keep the flames hot enough where that cauldron is boiling. I let it go cold and I get distracted and forget to put wood on the flames. And these dreams, these dreams that I have for myself and my family and my marriage and my business in this community, these dreams that I have of a million people engaged, a million engaged people, not a million people, a million engaged people. I don't put wood on the flames and the fire goes from a roar down to a popsicle. It's cold. But maybe I'm the only one. Maybe, maybe this is a podcast meant for one. But I perceive as I do business and as I grow and as I help leaders and as I help all of you that we're all in this together. And this is something we all face. We all struggle with this idea of how to get what I want. And I think there's something to this idea of desperation. And I can't solve it in a single podcast. But if you are not cultivating your desperation, then you are not, you are not getting closer to your destiny. There is something about in the moment where you know you want what you want really, really, really bad. And by the way, if you're saying, Dan, how do I cultivate my destiny? Let me give you another analogy. Do you ever find somebody who's completely out of their mind bitter? Like they're holding on to something that happened three years ago and every day they're sniping about it. Oh, this person did me wrong. They'll get a red light. They'll be like, oh yeah, see, I'm getting a red light just like that person did me wrong, right? <laughs> Everything in their life comes back to how they were wrong, how somebody did them wrong. And what if instead of it was someone doing you wrong, it was desperation, it was desire, it was you committing to getting closer to where you want to be, not because of any other reason than it's just the most important thing for you. So, so what are you doing to cultivate your desperation? Do you sit and think about where you want to be? Do you stop and meditate, pause, plan, prepare? Do you think about the potential and the possibilities that are out there for you? Are you starting to have a process to say, you know what? I need to do these things. For me, if I'm not reading, if I'm not running, if I'm not communicating with my wife and my family and this community, then th there are things in my life that feels like the wheels of this race car start falling off. And I don't know about you, but there are pieces that probably to your race car need to be the bolt. The bolts need to be tightened. You need that checkup, that tune-up, that NASCAR pre-race check, right? So what I thought was, was going to be a short podcast has now become a bit longer. But I can wrap it all up by saying just a few simple things, which is this. Why aren't you where you want to be? Why aren't you achieving the success that you say you want? Why? Why? What's the honest answer? What's the no BS answer? What is it that's stopping you? Clue number one. Maybe you've not been uncomfortable enough where you're consumed by needing to change. 
too. Maybe you're just okay enough where change isn't all that important. Between clue number one and clue number two, something has to change. Because if it doesn't, you are never going to be successful. And I don't know about you, but even hearing those words makes me feel frustrated, makes me feel angry, makes me feel a little bit tense that it might actually be true. That if I don't change things, I'm not going to get to where I want to be. So that's the mission. It's to be desperate enough to do whatever it takes. To allow yourself to be uncomfortable enough to embrace with every fiber of your being the hard work that is required to put your life on a rocket path towards where you want to be. Hey, thanks for joining me on this podcast. As you can tell, I've reduced the number of episodes that I bring you. Instead of one a day, three or four a week. My mission is to bring more power, more rawness, more realness. If you know a couple people who need this brand of awesome, feel free to share the podcast. Like us on iTunes, leave a comment, tell us what you want in the next few episodes, and be prepared for our upcoming November Awesome Palooza event. Details are going to be coming out in the next few days. If you're not already uh, registered or interested, signed up, get ready November 3rd. Awesome Palooza. Greenville, South Carolina. For more information, go to awesomepalooza.com. I can't wait to see you here for the next episode on the Edgy Conversations podcast.